You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. A recent study shows that over half of all Americans feel more stressed today than in the past. If you want less stress, listen up as InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco talks with an expert for some helpful advice. Gina? Thanks, Chris. We often hear about catastrophes, maybe devastating weather events or mass killings, and perhaps we ourselves are affected and suffer the consequences. The mental effects can be crippling. But now, Dr. Lori Nadell, a psychologist specializing in traumatic stress, brings coping tools in a new book, The Five Gifts, Discovering Hope, Healing, and Strength When Disaster Strikes. And she joins us now. Doctor, an American Psychiatric Association report, as you know, shows a 51% jump in anxiety levels since 2017. How would you characterize the problem's severity in America? I think we're really looking at a national epidemic of anxiety issues. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a very large category of that. We're actually looking at 200 million Americans will suffer some kind of traumatic stress in the next five years, and there is already a pre-existing population of a couple of hundred thousand, so that's substantial. And it's not just the soldiers that we hear about who may suffer post-traumatic stress disorder. People who've suffered sexual or other physical abuse and other traumas may also have PTSD, yes? Absolutely. Unfortunately, trauma is something that can happen to anyone, any place, in any stage of life. And when we have PTSD, which is a kind of delayed stress reaction, that's because we're a normal person having normal reactions to what was a sudden and violent event or situation. Now, your book mentions the five gifts, as you call them, to help people with PTSD heal. Let's drill down and take them individually. First, how does humility help us cope with trauma? You know, humility is kind of not really something that's very popular in a country that values people by how many followers they have on social media. Humility is really releasing the sense of entitlement that this shouldn't happen to me or this shouldn't have happened to me. And I spoke to people from a lot of different countries where they can handle adversity with a kind of sense of calm. And humility was one of the primary values that they stressed is important. Gift number two is patience. How do we find patience, though, when some of our basic needs, such as food and shelter, are immediate? Well, there are survival needs. Patience is really the ability to keep calm and to accept that the frustrations that we're feeling in the moment are very real and that they might go on for longer than we would like. And so when people are still struggling emotionally a year or two years after an event, Patience is the gift that, again, kind of helps us to let go and just take a deep breath and say, you know, well, this is how I'm feeling, and I guess it's just going to take time to heal. And empathy, your third gift, how does that play a role in helping us heal? Well, I think empathy is what we see right after a disaster when the rescue workers and the cleanup crews go in. But the help cycle lasts about two months, and so what we really need is sustainable empathy. We need relationships with people who will be accepting and understanding for the long haul, which is usually three to five years after an event. 
another gift, forgiveness. Now, you did work with victims of 9-11, and that led to a strong pro-United States sentiment and us-versus-them sort of idea. How did 9-11 victims forgive hijackers? Well, I don't know that some of them have, and some of them understand perhaps a little bit about the circumstances, that culture that could have allowed or engaged that kind of philosophy. But when I talk about forgiveness, I really talk about actively being in a forgiving state. So it's not a light switch. And I don't know that anyone who had a direct loss after 9-11, you know, could never forgive the perpetrators 100%, and that is, I think, completely understandable. But we can be in a forgiving place, and maybe we can be forgiving of ourselves because we couldn't prevent that from happening, or we may be forgiving 2% or 5% or 30%, and we can still experience what it's like to have that gift of not holding on to anger and not holding on to resentment. We're visiting with Dr. Lori Nadell, a specialist in traumatic stress, regarding her new book, The Five Gifts, Discovering Hope, Healing, and Strength When Disaster Strikes. Your fifth gift is growth. And is that a separate goal to pursue, or does that sort of result from the first four? Uh, It's my belief that growth is something that happens naturally and organically through and with the first four, or as a result of the first four. It's sometimes called post-traumatic growth and when you're experiencing the gift of growth you're able to look back at the event and say I wish I hadn't had to go through that I would never wish it on anybody else but I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't learned those lessons I would never know how strong I could be if I hadn't gone through that and so growth is the gift that lets us look at the world through our eyes in the present looking towards the future instead of looking at the world through the eyes of somebody whose life has just been shattered. So it's like when a wound heals up, like after a paper cut. Scar tissue is there, but the skin is whole. That's growth. Doctor, it seems that there are two, shall we say, buckets for trauma. One is what's happening during an attack, and the second dealing with the aftermath. Now, you have talked about a technique that you have for staving off a panic attack using your breath and thinking of colors. How does this work? Well, there's a very strong mind-body connection, and the autonomic nervous system responds to images. So, for example, if I were to tell you to take a piece of lemon now and put it in your mouth, would you feel the lemon in your mouth, so to speak? I suppose. But there's not actually a physical lemon. So your body, your autonomic nervous system acts as though there is. And in the same way, when you're starting to panic, if you can center into where in your body you're feeling the panic and close your eyes and kind of ask, what color would help my chest to feel better? What color would help my shoulders to relax? Whatever color comes into your mind, you can just breathe it in and kind of feel that it's going to those areas that are stressed. And as you exhale you can release any stress, any panic, any anxiety by breathing out a different color. And your body, your autonomic nervous system will respond to that. And you do have another technique, thinking of your mind as a computer cursor. How does that work? Well, that's really interesting because your mind is really whatever you choose to focus on. So if you're balancing your checkbook, 
for those of us who are old enough to still have checkbooks or you're doing some kind of financial task, that cursor is over in the left brain, the part of the brain that thinks in numbers and logic. And, you know, if you're kind of relaxing, your brain may kind of shift over to the right brain, which is images. And the midbrain is where all of our feelings are stored. And if you think about your mind as a cursor, and you let that cursor kind of take everything that's going on in your mind, in your body, in your heart, just like gravity, bring it down to your feet, and you rub your feet on the ground so that that's the only thing that you're aware of, what it does is it completely empties out kind of the storehouse, whatever's going on in your mind, whether it's racing thoughts, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, because your feet can only do feet things. So your feet cannot have a panic attack. And that will save you within a matter of seconds. Dr. Lori Nadell, a specialist in traumatic stress, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the show. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.